There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Redman TV. For some pseudo-breaking news reaction, we spoke yesterday on the channel, Mr. Chris Pajak and I, about Liverpool uh, and their supposed move to furlough staff and take advantage of the uh, government scheme to have the wages be paid. Um, we thought it was only fair then, given last night it was announced that Liverpool had performed a U-turn on this, that we give it the same treatment. Uh, so, yes, I am Paul Machen. I am here. I'm joined by Chris Pajak for this one. Um, Chris? First and foremost, your reaction? I was shocked, to be honest. Um, I really didn't expect Liverpool to 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 make a U-turn. Um, obviously, you know, it was it was Ross who's always on it, who, who put the link, I think, into our WhatsApp chat and stuff. And, you know, it was a really long sort of letter from Peter Moore to Liverpool fans, which I think is is a nice way as well to actually break the news back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it started off in the first sort of few paragraphs. I was a bit like, where's this going? Um, you know, I wasn't quite, because it's a letter to Liverpool fans, I wasn't really sure when I started reading it, Paul, whether it was, it was going be. to be a U-turn yeah. or not. And it started off and it was like they were talking about it and I thought, maybe these are trying to explain why. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not sure that's the right move. And then, obviously, as you get further down the, the statement, you're starting to see them talk about the three different options that they've looked at and whether that be the coronavirus job retention scheme with the 80% and the 20% added in from Liverpool or applying to the scheme itself with a guarantee to reimburse the monies received at a later date or thirdly, finding an alternative means to cover the furlough costs. And I'm thinking, OK, well, this still kind of sounds a little bit like they might be explaining the decision and then all of a sudden we believe we came to the wrong conclusion last week to announce that we intended to apply and then you're like whoa they're actually doing this and then there's a genuine we are truly sorry for that in the midst of things which I've seen Liverpool I've seen Liverpool change their mind and I've seen Mm -hmm. them U-turn on decisions before I can't remember them ever apologising like that and I might be wrong that might be my memory not remembering it right but I I don't think they did that with the 77 ticket pounds. I don't think in the statement they came out and said, we are truly sorry for that. I mm. think they might have come out and said, we've made a mistake. We're rectifying that. Yeah. Oh, that does but, feel like something that a cursory amount of research might have given us a little bit of a heads up on ahead of throwing that out there. But yeah, I mean, if we're wrong on that, please do let us know in the comments. That's 
apparently what they're there for. Uh, let's just read through some of the statement then um, from Peter Moore. He issued an open letter to Liverpool fans that was published on the Liverpool website yesterday evening. Uh, he says, it is, it is as a direct result of this extensive consultation on our own internal deliberations at various levels of the club that we've opted to find alternative means despite our eligibility to apply for the coronavirus job retention scheme. We believe we came to the wrong conclusion last week to announce that we intended to apply to apply for the coronavirus retention scheme and fellow staff due to the suspension of the Premier League football calendar and are truly sorry for that. Our intentions were and still are to ensure the entire workforce is given as much protection as possible from redundancy and or loss of earnings during this unprecedented period. We are therefore committed to finding alternative ways to operate while there are no football matches being played that ensures we're not applying for the government relief scheme. And then they obviously, he sends a, a kind of a thank you to, and an acknowledgement to the hard work of all the people involved and what have you. There's a little bit more which we'll pick up in a moment, Chris. But I guess ultimately Liverpool have come to the correct moral decision on this and mm. um, we did a big in-depth chat about the, the pros and cons of it last night which are kind of or yesterday morning I should say which are a little bit moot now but I think what Liverpool were weighing up ultimately and I think maybe this is the, the slight cynical approach on this but uh, Liverpool Football Club presents itself with an ethos this city presents itself with an ethos Liverpool going down that route when they do have the ability to fund to fund this themselves did feel a little self-serving and a little bit like spitting in the face of said ethos. Yeah, it did, and and that's why they've ended up doing a U-turn because of the backlash that that that's been received off the back of that. Um, they know that it goes against everything that they market the club on. They know that it goes against everything that the fans stand for, uh, and they and they now realise that it matters. Um, and that's a good thing. And I'm not saying we should applaud Liverpool for it. I've seen a lot of people say, you know, applaud them. I think it's good when people can come out and admit they've made a mistake and apologise for it. That's brilliant. Uh, I'd be more concerned about how they got so far away from what Liverpool is in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, because, look, we, we spoke about it yesterday, Paul. I don't want to tread over the same steps, as it were. But, you know, Liverpool is a business as much as we sometimes want to forget that. Uh, I think if you want to understand why they make decisions, you have to almost consider it from their point of view. And mm-hmm. their point of view is they're a business. Uh, yeah. They're there to win trophies and they're there to make money for their shareholders, like every business in the world, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, now, there's a right way and a wrong way and a Liverpool way and a non-Liverpool way of doing things. And they very much got crossed the line there and went yeah. into the other football clubs or non-Liverpool way of doing things. And that's what pissed us off. Yeah, exactly. You know, we were talking about yesterday. You, yeah, I'd expect this from like a from a club like Manchester United, who are run by unscrew, known to be run by unscrupulous owners. You expect it from Mike Ashley, you know what I mean? You, but but you don't expect it from from Liverpool as such. And I think this is the issue. And we and uh, is that is how how you strike that balance between what Liverpool stands for and what uh, what a business requires. And and uh, you're right. You can't give Liverpool credit for this but you can at the same time because there's lots of football clubs who haven't reversed the decision you know there's four other football clubs who are going to be continuing with this be interesting to see whether others do down the line as well and whether what kind of reaction they sort of get but it's a, I wonder whether there's a degree and everyone says they should know all this and maybe they should but I also think there's a degree to which in business when you're trying to make as much money as possible I think sometimes you make decisions that the average person wouldn't make and I think you make. I think. I don't know because look, if Liverpool do this and there isn't, there was always going to be this backlash. I guess you could argue, but let's just say it wasn't quite as big as all this. 
and or let's say it kind of went went by the by. People might say that's a bit sneaky or whatever, but also if that's people who are pure business people say it's just good business. It's just good business, and that's the that is the the crux of what Liverpool are having to do this because let's say let's use a, a daft example of this. We sold Jordan Ibe for fifteen million pounds to Bournemouth. That is good business, but is Jordan, was Jordan Ibe worth fifteen million pounds? No, we've absolutely pulled Bournemouth pants down there. But no one's asked when it comes to things like that. But when it comes to why I think people are, are you, you get you get my point. I'm making I'm making light of it, but these these are the problems when you're doing business, but also trying to have morals at the same time. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you can absolutely see that, Paul. I'm going to hand it back to you because I've got a little um, a little face. <laughs> <Not laughs> There's someone on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, kids. Um, yeah. oh, we're, we're, we're live, live. Don't come, don't come over here, please, sweetheart. Yeah, no. Look, here's the yeah. thing. You're absolutely right. Yes, sweetheart. Hang on a second. I didn't throw my jumper in the bin, sweetheart. You're mistaken. Um, quickly, Paul, start talking. Tom, mute me. Mute me, quick. Oh no! <laughs> this is right, embarrassing. Well Do you want to see it? Yeah, there we go. Hi, Lana. So, <laughs> that Amazing. Uncle Paul? Yeah. Right, OK, go and see Mummy, please, Sweetie. Oh, good luck with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Um, we knew this was going to happen no, You're absolutely right. The Jordan Ibe thing's absolutely right as well, isn't it? I think uh, when you look at it... Where's you our talk- models there, Chris? Where's our models that say... Bournemouth are, Bournemouth are a plucky young club. They don't deserve to have their pants pulled down for a player that's not worth that amount of money. I, I know it's different. Not, not only that, but you've done it on the yard twice because you did them with Adam Lewis as well, was it? Brad uh, Smith. And Brad you've Smith. done it with... No, don't, don't foreshadow poor Adam Lewis. Oh, sorry, He's got a bright career ahead of him. Oh, yeah, we also, Tom Solanke was also the one you were looking for there. But, but yeah. But this is the thing. It's the line that Liverpool have to tread, isn't it? Because... They have Chris to wear Liverpool. two. They have to hang on. They have to wear two masks. Yeah. They have to wear the socialist mask of Liverpool and its fan base, and they have to wear the big business bastard mask mm-hmm. um, to be able to compete at the top end of football. And at times, those two things are gonna are gonna collide into each other, and yeah. one's gonna come out on top. Now, it seemed like to begin with the big business bastard mask was going to come out on top over the weekend. And then somehow the socialist has maybe got him with a low blow and uh, and attacked him. And now all of a sudden he's come out on top. But yeah. it must be very difficult. And I'm not I'm not backing the club up here. I think they were wrong. Yeah. But it must be very difficult to toe those lines. Absolutely. I think when it comes into the, at the moment, I think the timing of all this, and look, inevitably the timing of it is the timing of it. There's a, there's a global pandemic at the moment and, and it's happening all over the place. And, and as pointed out, and we put this out yesterday, Liverpool are eligible to apply for that scheme um, and it's one of those things and I, and I said and I got a, a little bit of heat in this in the comments yesterday but I stand by it you know football football smooths over a lot of cracks the actual football people running around and kicking a ball smooths over a lot of this stuff when that's not there it, it unveil it lifts the, the, the veil back, back on football and football is a very dirty business uh, and it's not necessarily and our football club as much as it, it you know it is a special it's a special football club but it's not a special business you know that you know that's the, and, and that's the problem that it, that it has going for it when the football's not there it makes you realize that it is just a business and that's why I, I, I kind of agree with you I, I'm, a, I'm a bit surprised that they've gone with this I said this I think they were only a couple of days away from this all not being an issue anymore, to be perfectly honest. But at least what they've done is they've, they've, and it was a point out to us, in the, I think it was in the comments yesterday, like 
every time Liverpool sign a player or every time Liverpool win a trophy, it's like it's like West Ham with the stadium and everyone doing the whole we bought your you know we bought your stadium kind of thing, being annoyed at the at the, at the London Stadium being funded by the taxpayer and all that kind of stuff. At least we're resistant to that. But there was a, there's a, a a really interesting note, and I think this is worth this is worth pointing out that that it, toward the end of the letter. And um, Peter Moore says it is an unavoidable truth that several of the scenarios that they've worked their way through, because they've been talking about best to worst case scenarios that, that they've been planning for, uh, they involve a massive downturn in revenue with correspondingly unprecedented operating losses. Having these vital financial resources so profoundly impacted would obviously negatively affect our ability to operate as we previously have. Um, and I think that's the note on this: is that I think Liverpool are backing down because I think they understand the value of of the, of brand Liverpool. And that's the most that's cynic talk. And on the other side of it is maybe they understand the, what the, the the values of the football club. But one of the point, points I was clicked to point out, and I think this is not a problem for now. But it, I, I've been doing this channel for ten years now. I've you know I've followed the pull all my life, but like forensically for a decade you see the same stories repeated over and over again. And there is a cycle of, of the way fans react to stuff. And not every fan, not necessarily you watching at home, not necessarily you, Chris, or, or me, but there are people who, who you know, in a year's time or whatever, when Liverpool are in a position where they're not as financially strong, or if Liverpool went to slip behind in a race alongside a Man City or a Man United or whatever again, there'll be people who are blaming the club for not investing money. And there's a reality where right now it's only a small amount of money and it may never have the negative impact that we'll ever notice. But what Peter Moore is putting out there, and, he's, and I think he is also right to do, is that this is a quandary. This isn't a simple decision that Liverpool have made. Liverpool have opted almost to gamble their future to maintain their ethos. Uh, and I don't, And that's where it's commendable again because I think the brand and the ethos is very important but it's something that we all need to be aware of is that the, you know ultimately Liverpool is a business and we can't have a successful Liverpool on the pitch if Liverpool aren't uh, aren't a, 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 a relatively ruthless business underneath yeah and and you know what I mean it's not written in Peter Moore's letter so I'm I'm just making this shit up off the top of my head now and, and it's not off the top of my head I thought about it before we went live but there is a part of me that wonders is this means more worth seven hundred grand a month? That's you know what, Chris. hundred. I had this. I um I, the value of Liverpool's ethos and branding versus what they'll lose in term and or lose in terms of the money through the coronavirus retention scheme. And I and I, and, and you know we we have these there's conversations a, a lot. There's yeah. a, there's, Look, a, there's it's it's a simple thing. If they lose that and or how much have they made from that in the last few months? You know absolutely. and and. And that's the cynic in me that goes, I think they'd rather that than yep. 700 grand a month or whatever it I, is. Like. I 100% agree on that. And I think, and, and maybe it is just pure pure cynicism. But I think, again, look, we need to remember this as much as like we've got those great moments and those heroes and those emotions and all that, you know, these are businesses, you know, and, and business at any level boils down to spreadsheets and it boils down to graphs and it boils down to, you know, and then it boils down to calculated risks in and around that kind of stuff. And major, major, major corporations don't make, don't make stupid, you know, un- uncalculated risks in this. And you're right. I reckon there's probably someone's worth it out there and gone, what is, what is, this means more. What is all of this? What does that, what value to the club does that add? And gone, 
what's the tipping point here? And and I, and I think that's possibly where the decision has been made. But if you read between the lines on the letter, I, I do wonder whether Liverpool have maybe gambled a little bit more on this to keep the fan base on side for the, for the value of the PR, for the value of the brand. That, that it, it might be a little bit dicey, but look... Look, I don't want to be the portent of doom or whatever because ultimately, I, I'm a Liverpool fan. I have my ethos and all that, but I and maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm alone in this. I like Liverpool winning. I like. I think we, you have this across football. I think there's a lot of models in football that don't necessarily pan out. You know, we 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 vilify players for diving, but then when you own a player who's a who's a rabid diver, but he scores loads of goals for your club, you don't give a shit about things like that. You know, we want fair play, but you know, if if, if one of your players handballs it and you win and you end up winning a trophy or whatever, you know, you don't you don't really remember that. You know, you don't grab your pitchforks and start protesting, having the goals chalked out kind of stuff. I think our morals are a bit loose when it comes to football. And I think, you know, uh, ultimately for me, I want Liverpool to be successful. I think at this time, I'm, I think I agree. I think they've done the right moral thing. I think it was, it was, it was a, it was poorly timed. It was poorly thought, thought through, but I think ultimately what we all want, because this will pass, the pandemic will eventually go away. Football will resume and we all want Liverpool to be the best Liverpool they can possibly be. And I, my only hope in all of this is that our models haven't, you know, don't lead us down the line where Liverpool aren't able to be in that bracket anymore because I don't know how much, how, what, what, what price can you put on your models ultimately if the thing that you've been clamouring for for all these years goes away all of a sudden. That's, a, that's the, the tough situation that we're going to be in, I think. Yeah, I, I do, and I, I don't know how much this, in the grand scheme of things, would have actually affected Liverpool, but then I don't yeah. see the graphs and the figures and, and everything else, you know. It's very easy to be sucked into this £42 million pre-tax profit and think, well, there's 42 months, but it doesn't quite work like that, does it? No. Um, you know, if, if they're forced, then, you know, it's a, it's a threat that's looming, although I don't think it will happen to pay back television revenues or, you know, they're, they're not getting £2 million a week in and all this type of stuff, then the business itself... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
a viable business with nothing coming in. Uh, I bought loads and loads and loads and loads of expenditure, and you could quite easily yeah. see them burning through uh, yeah. tons and tons of money. So if they're using that to sort of stem the tide, or they were planning on using that to stem the tide, I can understand why they thought about it. I don't agree with it. I didn't agree yeah. with it prior to it, but I'm I am just glad that they've turned because for me, um, there is a there is a cost, uh, and and because I don't, it's not a monetary cost to me. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a proportion that you know there's there's something where I just don't love the club as much as I did because they made yeah. that decision, yeah. and and I don't know whether that will cost them in the next six months, but it might cost them in the next twenty thirty years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a, it's just it is such a strange situation. I think ultimately I don't think Liverpool deserve deserve full credit because they made the mistake in the first place. But I also think the problem, you know, we we forget this in the modern in the modern culture because things live on forever in some way, shape or form. And they're often used as banter, fuel or ammunition if you don't like a certain thing. Is that there is a, deg- a degree of credit for, for making the change. It's like apologising. If you apologise for something, the idea is you're supposed to be absolved of the wrongdoing for that. I know we haven't all gone to church, don't go to church as much as we did as, as kids maybe or whatever, but that's the point of that's the point of apologies. When someone makes that apology, you're supposed to be able to forgive them for it. I think inevitably we've got, I said this yesterday, we've got the likes of Spirit of Shankly who are on the watchtower, um, which I think we should all be very, very grateful for because it's fan groups like that who are helping to keep this club as honest as pos- as they possibly can uh, and they definitely deserve commended in this situation so um, look yeah I think ultimately it's a positive thing that Liverpool have done this I don't think they deserve to be you know there's no open top bus for not choosing to take government money um, but um, yeah you know it'd be, I think what's going to be interesting in the coming days and weeks Chris is what happens what do other football clubs do you know what do other businesses do in this regard you know because I, I, my, my only caveat on this is that I think Liverpool are doing the morally right thing in a very difficult situation because it's a pandemic if this was just a global crash Liverpool would just be laying staff off but yeah you know, but like and what, what the big thing for me before we get into the comments and stuff Paul is what the hell's the third thing mean what the what the 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 third option is just and and the fact that they're so vague on it, it's like they've just made that up. Right, we're gonna look into other ways. Mm. Good one. We're gonna start yeah. a put like genuinely, I've seen businesses react so quickly to things. It could be anything, you know. You've seen businesses all of a sudden do delivery. Um and you know, just to try and get somebody through the door, could Liverpool move in a direction like that? You just don't know, but they're going to try something mad. Or is it a case of speaking to sponsors or or getting a reduction on, on, let's say, Liverpool's car, official car partner in uh, America, Uh, but we'll give you a reduced rate if you pay us the money now. And we'll give yeah. you half the percent, half think, the price of what it would be normally, yeah. or something like that. I mean, what could that possibly be? I think it all alludes to the player contracts. If I'm perfectly, if I'm, if I'm honest, I think this is a little bit of that. And you know, I think it, it strengthens Liverpool's position in their in their case with the players because, as we said this before, the the, the it's like ninety percent of the people who were being furloughed were like club club store staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but I think that was the, like the literal, the vast majority of people are people who just work in the shops, you know, because they've got how many of those all over the all over the globe and what have you. But it's, you know, they, there's, these people are doing 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 nothing. The footballers, it's gonna the, the pressure's gonna turn on them because it's all well and good. The, you know, the lads say Liverpool have gone down the route that any business is allowed to go down. Morally, they've had to backtrack. Well, it 
does does that amp the pressure up on you on on Liverpool's top earners to say, come on lads, you know we we we've you've just seen we we would have happily gone through with this. We've taken the business decision here. There's been a massive backlash. We now can't do that. What what's the next stage? So I I wonder whether that might be the the next step. Yeah, and if you if you read, um, I forget the fellow's name. It's Taylor of the PFA, isn't he? Is it the chairman? Okay. Yeah, we we remember we saw him at one award show or something. Yeah, didn't he like likes talk more than you, I think, Donny. Oh my god. Like, he was mad, like, you know what I mean? And um, he was talking about it, and he was saying that, like, one of the things that the players have an issue with, potentially, is that why are they giving it to these multi-millionaire owners? Why they give their money back to their multi-millionaire owners when, like, for example... They could just give it to charity out of their wages, and yeah. and a lot of these football players are actually doing that. Yeah, um, which is and and then you think, oh, there's, I mean, there's issues there, isn't there? Yeah, that's the. I think that's the reply to the to the um, how, it, the Matt Hancock stuff. Is is it Matt Hancock? Yeah, the, uh, the yeah that, that's the react. Yeah, that's the reaction to his bollocks, isn't it? Rather than the reaction to how to keep your clubs, how to keep you, how to keep your clubs running, kind of thing. Because effectively, you know, in that instance, yeah, you, you, you're creating this notion that everyone's all in it together. I don't necessarily, I don't know whether I agree with that or not, but yeah, I think that the idea that the the, the the football players should be direct, should be funding the NHS directly, is an absolute nonsense. This is the just to get it slightly political on this for the moment. This is the danger with all this stuff. This is the danger with. You know, just people sorting out the problems themselves, people paying for this stuff themselves. The government want you to do that because it means they don't have to. And them trying to convince the players to do it detracts from the fact that, you know, there's, there's billions of unpaid taxes from loads of mega corporations they're too scared to go after. So they're going to go because the public don't know them and the public don't have their individual Twitter accounts. So they can't get they can't harangue them right. into making things happen. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we'll see what, what happens with that in the coming days uh, and weeks, of course. So let's get to some of the comments. Um, Niz247 says glad the club saw sense and went back to the values it is built on uh, Dylan writes proud that my club listens to their fans RK Productions it's a business and it was eligible to apply end of business really cares about feelings uh, John Prale maybe correct moral decision but let's hope it doesn't adversely affect future finances transfers staff retention etc in the long term that's the one thing isn't it Chris is that you know if Liverpool the pandemic will end if football bounces back to exactly where it was then I don't, you know this Liverpool won't skip a beat really in this but you know that this is the thing it's like there's a this all of this will have to be paid for by someone down the line, and that's the that is that is one lingering worry that we've not discussed is that if if, if business only bounces back to a seventy percent thing, you'll find a lot of companies and not just Liverpool. Once this is over the crisis stage, just and they can morally get away with it. They'll find you'll just you might see staff reductions in in various. You might do the best businesses are the ones that will take this as an opportunity coming out the back of it to pounce on that though. Mm. Um, you know, and and they'll be the ones who are the best funded businesses. You know, and I, I'm damn sure that the likes of Real Madrid, if they come out of it well, or Manchester City, will be pouring extra money in to take advantage of any sort of weakness in their competitors or that their competitors show. I mean, like I don't know whether these the these count, but it's something that I was thinking about then. Is like, you know, I was I did a show with Cy Hughes last week, and we employ I think it's 34 scouts to look at the age group between six and ten years old, right? Yeah. Like, are they classed as them? I mean, do we then go back to having 34 scouts at that age group? 
I mean, and what does that mean for the 10, 15 years down the line when players are making it into the first team? I mean, I just yeah. don't know. I don't know whether they're clusters non-playing staff. No, it's or, interesting. Or, or what, like? But yeah. that's, that's one age group in the northwest. I think, yeah. is 34 scouts looking at that age group. Well, Paul Tompkins put it really well about, again, in his article, highly recommend the Tompkins Times, by the way, uh, particularly right now, because Paul is the, uh, he's the best Liverpool writer on the planet by, by an absolute by an absolute mile. Um, but he was saying, this, you know, football is just a sham. It's, a, it's leveraged against, you know, it's, you get the money in and it's spent. Yeah, exactly, it's spent. You know, you get the TV deals in and the money, they spend the money, the money doesn't sit in the bank account, it's gone, it goes on player contracts. And we don't think of that, but, you know, Players' contracts are cast iron, and we don't think they're cast iron because players get to, you know, pull strings and get sacked off and get sold and all this kind of stuff. Like, but if a player doesn't want to go anywhere, he can sit. Look at look at Lazarmarkovic is a good example of this. You can sit on your contract and f- forever and ever, and the club is is legally obliged to pay you that money. And that's not money that you that you get in necessarily on a season by season basis. That's it's all it's 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 pre-spent. You buy you get the new TV deal in five-year TV deal comes in, and you know you're going to be getting this money for five years so you sign a player on that in that summer and you sign into a five-year contract and then that money is then spread out over that it's it's a it's a football's a sham and it's 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 a very very precariously run thing and it was pointed out by paul look at the some people of obvious won't be old enough to remember this but ITV Digital used to have, they used to be the other Premier League rights holder. You had, and, and they used to have the Football League stuff as well in the early noughties. They went bust. That was another cable service like BT Sport is now. And that, that went bust. Imagine if BT Sport just went bust. Like the Champions League would, uh, would money would 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 be absolutely would be slashed. Whatever other coverage they have, Premier League, all of that stuff would start to fall down. And Sky again. would have no competitors, so wouldn't pay huge amounts of money anyway. Exactly. So all the things, all the things would drop, and clubs would be in a massive hole. And that's not just fear mongering. That's not conspiracy theories. We've seen it happen. It's happened before. This is just calling on history to tell us what will happen in these situations. So yeah, it is a it is a very precariously balanced thing. Um, a question here then, Chris from Liquid. Um, Liquid. Uh, there's a reference for you. Uh, if this situation goes on for six months, would you be okay with Liverpool using the scheme? And uh, like honestly, I'd need to know what the finances of Liverpool look like. Uh, if they need to use the scheme, yes, I'd be kind of okay with that. If they don't need to use the scheme, no matter how long it goes on for, I would not be okay with that. It's mad, isn't it? It's one of those things. If someone turned to us, let's say Liverpool hadn't done this and turned this, because again, I'm, 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 maybe this wouldn't be. Maybe I'm just speculating. I'm being a bit harsh. But if Liverpool hadn't done this, and then six months down the line, there's still no football back, and Liverpool are struggling now, and all of a sudden they've been paying, you know, staff wages on a load of areas of the business that no longer exist for all this point of time with no option. It's just sinking money into a black hole, and it's really struggling. And then Liverpool went, we need to use this there would undoubtedly be a group of people who've gone, you fucking idiots. Why didn't you do this six months ago? It's not, you know what I mean? Because there's always, there always is, there's always that. That's just the way, that's how mad, how mad and stupid we are as fans. Um, so no, I mean, look, ultimately, I'll be perfectly honest. From Again, from a pure business perspective, I I've, I've, I don't really I didn't really have a problem with Liverpool using the scheme. I have it because I, my problem comes is that you can't market Liverpool as as a socialist club. You can't sell Liverpool in that way if you're going to use it. So that's fine. That you know in that in that regard, that's where my problem comes from. Got another visitor? Yeah. 
<laughs> I keep talking. Uh, Nick Brown says it was okay with them doing it, but the U-turn shows they never needed to. It makes it far worse for me. You see, that's the problem. I, Nick, I, I, I think the statements in what, what Peter, Peter Moore's put out there is, I think, I think it tells us that they did, they, they probably do need to do it. It's not dire. There's loads of businesses for whom this is absolutely, uh, think- absolutely critical. But I think, you know, ultimately it's a business that's losing that's losing money. Any business that's losing money because of the pandemic is is you know it's 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 I don't know, it boils down to what's the threshold? How much money does a business need to have for it to not for it to be morally incorrect for yeah. it to take uh, that decision? Uh, it's um it's a it's a very difficult like uh, you know as people who own businesses Paul the two of us we, we we've got a business together and stuff like that and you you obviously you obviously think about what would I do in that situation and you know it's different sums of money so I think it does make a massive difference but like if we were starting to lose money on a on a monthly basis and you're looking at it and you know fucking hell you've got about three months in us here. We better take the, we better take the um, the grants now to save us in three months time. Yeah. Like, but the the difference is, I just I just don't believe that Liverpool are in that situation where it's that close. Well, it's you know what it's a bit like, Chris, uh, and you know you used the it was in Melissa Reddy's article. I think it was Andy Grant who put the tweet out about like people who can afford to pay for food having to use a, having to use a food bank. It's a bit like the difference is when when you think you're really poor, but the difference is is that like. I give you an example. When I was at uni. I had no money, like zero money, and I remember having a putting a fiver on the the on my gas to put the heating on, so I could have the heating on because I was sat in coat and gloves and all this kind of stuff, like and sleeping in coats and stuff because I couldn't afford the heating. But let's be honest, at the end of the day, like. I could have gone to a family member, or I could have turned to a threat to various friends or whatever. There's a there's varying degrees to this thing, and that's the difference. There are businesses you have no recourse. That you know, Liverpool ultimately can, if, they, if the worst came to the worst, could probably turn around to John Henry and say, "Do us a favour." You know, and and eventually those pots of money run dry, but that's an issue for when those pots of money run run dry. I guess is that is the is the issue on this. I suppose you know, ask questions of financial fair play, doesn't it? And whether you're allowed to put money into the football clubs in these types of times. Exactly, and maybe that might be a slight part. I don't know if I. I and so let's not. But let's be careful on how we say this because I don't know that that is the case. But yeah, you're right. I wonder if. If the owners owners had to put money in, you're right. Does that does that damage the books in some way, shape, or form? I guess we won't know. It'd be pretty handy if you're like City and you know how to get around that at the moment, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Funny how everyone's forgotten Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool apply for eligible government back schemes to help them during situations to help to help pay staff um, in the city. Uh, Man City, <laughs> Man City's flagrant cheating by throwing money things. All of a sudden, Man City are going to come across looking like heroes because they've not done that. <laughs> um, uh, joke. Anyway, um, Michael Bennett, I think there's a possibility we hear based on the statement that matchday staff will be made redundant, whereas they would have been paid under furlough, which would be terrible for those involved. I think I think that's, that that would be the worst Michael. thing that Liverpool could possibly do now. That would exactly. be the absolute worst thing. And I don't think there's... I was wrong yesterday when I said I don't think they'd do a U-turn. I would be old-school flabbergasted mm. if they did that. But again, this is the thing, is that it'll come down to those 
it'll come down to decisions like that at some point. And I don't think having made a moral decision in this regard, I don't think Liverpool will will do it, but it's an option that's open to them. I don't think they will, but then again, as you say, I don't think we, either of us thought we were necessarily going to U-turn on this decision. So who knows again, sometimes it is one of those things of, I think you'd, you'd often find this. And I think you can tell, by the way, just to, to kind of wrap up on this, you can tell from the, you know, sometimes we're trapped in our bubbles and I think I can tell by you can tell by the 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 insight and the reactions from a lot of very educated, well balanced, and very highly trained people, journalists and what have you, people that I have a great deal of respect for, and their reactions to these stuff. You can often gauge that what what is the morally correct thing, often by who's whose side you're on in a particular in a particular battle. So I think that you know you can see that this is probably the the, the right call. But I do wonder sometimes down the line we do rally behind causes, particularly on social media, quite quickly without necessarily thinking what the what the long term ramifications are, and without knowing all of the all the factors um, pertained within. So. That look, there could be some knock-on damage and knock-on effects that we're not happy with that you know that we've effectively voted for here. Um, but I, I still, I, I, I have enough trust that I think Liverpool will do the right thing. I just, you know, I, I hope that it's one that allows Liverpool to be to have to have their models to be able to keep staff safe during this period and still be a competitive football team when this all comes back. Whether that does have an cake and eat it, I guess we'll find out in the coming months. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, really, everyone just needs something to take their mind off it. So we've got a quiz on Friday night at 7.30, though. So yes. you need to come and join us for that one. Yeah, absolutely. They're on the main on this channel, the Redmen TV YouTube channel, we're going to be hosting a live pub quiz half seven on Friday night. There'll be more details to follow. Make sure you get involved. Follow at the Redmen TV for all the latest updates, for guest announcements, and for info on how you can play along at home as well. It's going to be a belter. We're going to make sure everyone's got something to keep them distracted by Robin and idea that everyone else has been doing for the last three weeks. Um, but it's us doing it, which means it's going to be probably the best but also the most likely to go catastrophically, hilariously wrong. Mm, Entertainment gold. Entertainment gold, no matter which way you put it. And lastly as well, if you've enjoyed these videos and you like the deeper dive stuff, the more in-depth, the the bigger discussions and what have you, we've got the podcast that's going out for free this evening uh, on this channel and on podcasting apps, but also we have the redmentv.com where we do some longer form shows. Chris sat down with Jose Enrique. That went out yesterday. Really, really good stuff. Uh, I've got an interview with Liverpool legend, European Cup winner. You won this bit of me right here. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Traore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone was dead like, oh, he's got Gerard, he's got Gerard. <laughs> Jimmy Traore, can't wait. Cannot wait for that. Coming live via Satellite Link Up from Seattle. Um, so yeah, that'll, they'll be on the redmentv.com. Please do go and sign up. It is £5. Uh, Satellite Link Up? How did you organise that one? Yeah, I'm going to put my finger in my ear and then talk to him on Skype. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, thanks very much for watching, for liking, for subscribing. Um, and we shall see you all very, very soon. Ta-ra.